I think there's a huge difference between being able to do the thing and teach the thing. Some people are good at both, some people are, but most people are just good at one, I think. Hey, it's Walter here, and you're at the Think Profit Podcast, where we're going to help you develop a rock-solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching. Right, Hugh? That's right. We're going to help you develop a wealth mindset, develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality, and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh, sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Walter, what are your favorite or most influential trading psychology books? Trading psychology books? Um, uh, you know, I actually find that more pop psychology to be more useful. Okay. To be to be completely honest, I mean, the Mark Douglas one is pretty good. I would say that for me personally, so when I went through psychology, so I did a lot of psychology. I was surrounded by psychologists, right? So my mom was a um, psychiatric nurse, okay? And so I had like psychiatrists, psychologists always around, like because she worked with them, like she worked in like the nut house, right? And so, so like, you know, she, we knew like, and I was, you know, I would go in there and see these crazy people. And I, I always, you know, I always knew they were different. It's really kind of interesting, you know, when I went to school and did um, undergraduate and then later on a PhD and master's and all that in psychology, you actually get really specialized. Like the most that you learn in terms of breadth is in undergraduate. And then as you get further on, you kind of, you know, like any PhD, you do really, you get, learn a lot about a really precise thing, you know? What I found interesting though, about that area of doing that and working with academics and things like that is how like certain ideas are just kind of relegated to like, this isn't real science. You know what I mean? Like there's certain yeah. topics you're not allowed to study, right? And in a lot of ways, I found some of those to be the most interesting. <laughs> hey there, I hope you're finding this episode useful. I just wanted to let you know that Walter and I give away something valuable every month that helps traders improve their skills. You can enter to win by simply leaving an iTunes review and leaving a comment on our YouTube videos. At the end of each month, we'll look at the comments and reviews from the month and we'll pick a winner at random. Each comment and each review counts for one entry during the month that it's submitted. So if you're interested in that, be sure to enter after this podcast is over. All right, back to the episode. Like for example, there was a guy in my school, and I know this is a long-winded way, but I'm gonna eventually get to this. So um, <laughs> there was a guy in my university that he studied UFO abductees, right? Okay. And nobody, nobody was allowed, like I never saw him. He was uh, a professor, so he was tenured. He had been there for decades, right? And I even walked by his office one time. It was on a level that I never, like there's multiple levels, and I was on the bottom level, and I, I ne were my, the lab that I worked in. So I never never really went up to different levels. But one time I walked by and I go, holy crap, this guy is at this university. I forgot. And he was like a well-known interviewer of people who had been abducted by, by in UFO experiences, you know? Mm -hmm. And I thought that like was a really interesting thing to study, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, but I always listened to like those shows, those late night talk shows and stuff where they talk about that stuff, right? So I was kind of interested in that. So, but yet, and yet, whenever his name came up, which is only once or twice I can remember, like my mentor would just kind of blow it off. Like, you know, he's loony bent, you know, he's a crazy guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it was so weird, like, because people would just, and that's, that's how it is in science, like certain ideas, like another one would be, I think in anthropology, like they say, like, there's only one theory about how people came into North America, like go over the land bridge from, mm. you know, from Russia and come down and like, like, and, and so anything earlier than that, it can't be. Like they actually wouldn't dig to a certain depth. After they dug a certain depth in archaeological sites, they wouldn't go any further because they knew there was nothing down there, <laughs> which is crazy, right? Yeah. And then now we have all this evidence of like Gobekli Tepe in um, Turkey, which is 
which like this city structure thing like isn't supposed to exist when people were in the bronze age right like they're not supposed to have yeah. cities and stuff like that. so so like there's all and there's a lot of data there's actually a lot of evidence in, in north america and, and south and central america too this is a long-winded way of saying what i found in trading psychology is to be kind of like for me, not that meaty, but I found it in like typical pop psychology, like I found some of that to be more useful for me. Like, for example, there's a guy named Martin Seligman. He's written a lot about, he's kind of considered the guy who created positive psychology, which again, you know, in some circles, it's kind of accepted, right? But it wasn't something that I learned, like all through going to get a PhD, we never had any chapters or readings really on positive psychology. Like it wasn't really a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't until I got out of it and I realized that this guy had written all these books and he had actually, like he's come, like there are his disciples in Australia who've created schools based on his teaching and he has all these guys. He's getting really old now, you know, and I saw him, he came out to Australia and you get to like listen to him and, and ask him questions and stuff at his lectures. But his stuff is really cool because for traders, resilience, and that's something that he talks a lot about is resilience. Mm -hmm. That's a really important thing because we quit. We quit trading systems. We quit, we quit trading. We give up on things during losing streaks. And so that ability to bounce back, I think, is the best predictor of trading success. So like you, for example, are a very resilient trader. I know this because I've known you for years and I know like the process you've gone through, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that that's why you've been able to make it as a trader. I know other traders who don't trade anymore. And the reason why I think isn't because they couldn't do it, but it's because they've, they've, they've got to a certain point and because they just, they didn't have the resilience, they just kind of gave up. So they never allowed themselves to make those extra couple steps to where they would have actually made it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, the biggest thing, if I, if I had to guess one thing, like, you know, if someone asked me and they said, what should I, I go, just read all the books on resilience, Martin Seligman, like get into that stuff. And that's really going to help you if you use those tools. And there's a lot of like, it's not just Martin Seligman. There's a lot of his disciples or whatever people who've taken up the baton and are doing really good research in this area area. And a lot of them have written books too. So look up positive psychology, look up resilience. Those are things that I think can help. There are great training psychology books out there, like the Mark Douglas one. You know, there are other ones like related to like trend following where, you, you know, it's kind of like, you know, pick yourself up and go and do it again, you know, sort of thing. Because a lot of the trend followers have to go through that, like Curtis Faith, you know, that sort of thing. But I found personally for me, just applying those lessons from mainstream sort of pop psychology have been, has been more helpful. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, for me, it was a little bit out of the, the trading realm, I guess. One of the big ones was the original title of the book was Poker, Sex and Dying. Dave Kaplan bought it and he renamed it Trading, Sex and Dying. But the original author, Joel Anderson, was a poker player. He worked at a phone dating service and he worked at a, I think it was a morgue. So that's where the title comes from, Poker, Sex and Dying. So he said that based on those experiences, he got a lot of insights into, into human nature, how people act, and especially at the poker table, how certain personality types would respond to certain types of stimulus. So he could kind of read them just based on what, on the category that he thought they fell into which is really interesting. And when I started reading about my profile in that book, I realized, okay, yeah, that's me. So I guess before that, I was thinking that these things about me were wrong or they were bad or something I had to change. But then when, once I read that book, I realized, okay, uh, that's just how my personality is. And I could kind of go forward from there and not be like guilty about it or whatever. So that was one book. Um, another book, yeah, the Mark Douglas Trading in the Zone Another one is, I forget what it was, but anyway, so it's, a, it's just a, basically a psychology book. I'll put in the show notes afterwards. I forget what it is. It just escapes my mind. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, those are the three. 
But I'd be interested uh, from a psychology standpoint, besides the resilience part, what do you think is most lacking in most trading psychology books in terms of pop, like, like you say, pop psychology versus trading psychology? Well, actually what you just said, because I think you, you really nailed it. Basically what you said is what a psychologist would call self-awareness, mm. right? So what you were talking about was like, you were trying to like map yourself onto what you're reading in the book. I think that self-awareness is, would be one of those really important skills. I don't see this, a lot of this going on in like trading, like most trading books. Okay. So most trading books, 85% of it is devoted to systems, right? You know, entries, exits. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other 10% might be a chapter on psychology or something like that. And then maybe another 5% on risk or something like that. Like that's usually what it is. 85, you know, that's typically you can pick up any book and that's what you're going to find in most cases if it's a normal trading book, right? If it's not just devoted to psychology, obviously. Okay. What you were talking about is being self-aware. Now, how can you be self-aware? Why is that important? Well, in trading, like if you're not, if you don't know because I guess the reason why I say this is because if you are self-aware, then you also are like, you have what's called high interpersonal intelligence, right? Like you kind of, you can kind of read people and stuff like that. So like if you're a door-to-door salesman, <laughs> you know, something like <laughs> yeah. that, or like a car salesman or, you know, something like that, you can kind of read people. Like you, you get used to like figuring out if someone's thinking that you're a BSing them or whatever, you know what I mean? I've always found that fascinating, sort of like an introvert. I've always found it fascinating to like, if I'm at a party or something or a get together and there's lots of people, I'm always like thinking like, what is, you know, what is that person? And you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. are they thinking and what's, what's going on in their lives that they're not talking about and stuff like that? You know? And in fact, I remember the last time I had a job, which was a long time ago, I'm basically unemployable. Yeah. When I had a job, my, I remember my manager was saying to me, like, you're very aware of your body language and stuff. And like when mm-hmm. people were in meetings and stuff, I would always, and he was right. Like what I would always do is I'd always like shift and stuff so that they knew that I was listening listening to them, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and stuff like that to make, you know what I mean? Like to yeah. get that sort of, yeah. And they talk about it in NLP and all that about facing someone. But I think, so if you want to become self-aware, why do you want to do it? Because you become aware of the mistakes you're making, right? And number two is if you're, if you're not self-aware and you, you can't figure out what's going on, why am I, what's going on with my training? Why do I, like, why isn't this working? There are things that you can do. Like you can become more mindful, right? Mindfulness is something, you know, that sort of meditation. That's a really buzz word right now. You know, nowadays, this idea of being yeah. mindful, but you can read up on mindfulness. You can also write, write it down in a journal, like not like an emotional journal, like a diary sort of thing about your trading and your experiences and not sort of, I entered the Euro here, I sold here. And, you know, not, not like that, more of a, you know, stream of consciousness sort of thing. You can also write down your um, dreams and there are ways that you can, can like people say, well, I don't dream or I don't remember my dreams. Well, you can do, you can work on that too. I've posted some stuff on my blog about that. I'll put the links in there if you guys want to check that out. But so those are tools. Those are three things right there that you can become more mindful and you need to be mindful as a trader because if you're not aware of what's going on with you, how are you going to fix it? You know, you need to know okay, this is an issue for me. Like, this is not a strength. This is a weakness. How am I going to, you know, how am I going to attack this? How am I going to make it better? Typically, if I'm watching something on YouTube from a trading guru or more like lectures, I I do watch some lectures on like futures from futures uh, traders and stock traders. Like I do find those sort of interesting. The fork stuff, I don't really, I don't really find useful. (laughs) But but what's interesting is, um, you know, they will usually say something like this. You, you got to do this, this, and this. Like, like you got to fit my pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. What I, what I think you need to do is, is, is uh, one, become very resilient, and two, 
uh, become self-aware. So you know kind of like, and if, if you can't do that, other people can, right? Like mm -hmm. having a trading accountability partner can help you, right? Like a trading accountability partner can help you because every week you talk to your person and you say, look, this is what I did. And they can say, well, why didn't you do this? If, if you have those blind spots, you know, those sorts of things, if you're not a really self-aware person, that's what I would do. So trading accountability partner, mindfulness, slash meditation and also journaling. Those are three things that you can do to kind of up that because I think you're right. That's basically what you just said. And I think that's really a big one for traders. And, and, and again, I don't see this in terms of like trading psychology. I don't see it as a thing that's talked about. It's like resilience. It's kind of like a thing. Like they usually will say things like just do this, this, and this, right? Like follow this path. They yeah. don't say like discover who you are or, you know, here's how to, you know what I mean? Like it's too, it sell very well. That, no, exactly. Like that's not a, yeah, <laughs> it's not a, a um, too touchy yeah. Feely. Yeah, it is. And, and, and these, and a lot of these traders who get these platforms, they're very self-assured because of, you know, their, their experience in trading and the money that they've made. And so they kind of get blinded to the fact that, you know, they kind of think that this is the, this is the way, like you need to do what I did sort of thing. You know, yeah, yeah. you don't get a lot of people saying, well, I did it this way, but you could probably also do it this way. Like you, you get a lot of sort of dogmatic bah, 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 you know, and that's not, I don't think that for, for a lot of people, it, it might, it might be perfect fit for you. It could be, yeah. you know, just like you can go to the shoe store and you can pull a shoe off the shelf and they, that's your size. Right. But a lot of time it's not going to fit. So it's not a good, not a good match in my opinion. Yeah. 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 I think, I think it's the bottom line is that those people aren't necessarily being dishonest or whatever, but they just aren't very good teachers. I think, I think there's a huge difference between being able to do the thing and teach the thing. Some people are good at both. Some people are, but most people are just good at one, I think. So. Yep. Yep. That's it's true. Point. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And, and part of that is because when you get really good at something, you don't know what you're doing. You know, you don't, you're not aware. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, you know, you like, yeah. Like think about when you first started driving. Like when I first started driving, I remember I was in the, in the, in, in the car with my friend and um, he's older than me. He's about 10 years older than me. He's actually a really well-known actor, like mm -hmm. well-known. He's always covered up in a costume, so you wouldn't know him, but he's in a lot of like movies and stuff. And he was in Silver Surfer. He was the Silver Surfer and he was in all these different movies. So I had to be, I had a permit. So I had to have someone who had a full license in the car. And I'll never forget, I was driving with him and he's like, hey man, can you change a radio station? And I'm like, no man, I'm driving. You know what I mean? Like, a, yeah. like it's like I can't change the state. I'm like, I'm like concentrating on driving. You know, think about that. Like, it's the same with trading or any skill. When you first learn it, it takes so much of your of your mental energy has to be focused on that. And then as you get good at it, it's so automatic. It's so like just you don't even. It's not even a, a part of your awareness. It's so hard to even bring into your awareness what you're doing when you're driving when you've been driving for 30 years. It's just not possible. You know, it's really hard to bring that in. So I don't blame people for that. Again, it's part of being self-aware and mindful. That's how you know what you're doing. And so you really have to almost like get really deliberate, you know. And so for me, one thing that really helps me, and this could help people, even if you're not sharing these videos with anyone, you can download like a free video recording software. And I'll put a link down there for you. You guys can make these videos when you take your trades and maybe when you get out of your trades, even if no one sees them except you. And just walking through the trade and talking about this is why I'm taking this trade. This is what I'm going to do. If it does this, I'm going to do A. If it does that, I'm going to do B. You, you know, you're mapping out. Just having that record so you can go back and look and go, why did I do that? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and eliminating that hindsight bias because you can see, well, that's all, I, that's all the information I had when I took the trade. I didn't have this future information. 
you know, just having those sorts of things where you're actually speaking out loud and talking about your trades, that's super useful for people to, to, to open up to, okay, whoa, that's a blind spot for me. You know, that's something I didn't realize I was doing that, but now I can see it. So that's another thing you can do too. So yeah, these are all, this is actually a really good episode, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're getting into it on this one. Yeah, I think this is a good one. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, with all these things that we've talked about, people can can um, use them at least one. Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, just real quick before we end, yeah. uh, that book was called "Trade with Passion and Purpose" by Mark Whistler. Just so that we have a reminder for the show notes. Oh yeah, you know that guy. You know that guy. I, I've heard about that guy. I went to a trader, a husband and wife trader team in Portugal. And they're like, dude, we just had Mark Whistler here. <laughs> like I went and stayed with them for a couple of days. Oh, I know what it was. I was, I was at the FX Street Conference mm -hmm. in Barcelona. That's right. And, I, and they said, hey, come over, come over. And I go, okay. And I said, I can only come for a couple of days because I got to go to a wedding. And the guy's like, well, whose wedding is it? I go, it's mine. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to go to like, I had to go to Tahiti. So I had to go from Barcelona oh, nice. all the way back to Tahiti for my <laughs> wedding. Yeah. They were saying that Mark was there and I heard about this guy. I didn't really know much about him until they were telling me and they said, yeah, he's a really cool guy. So I'm going to check that out too, Hugh. Thanks for that because I never really heard of them until of this Mark guy until they told me about him. They said, yeah, he's a really cool guy. I said, we, they're like, we always try to get these traders to stay at our place. <laughs> and it's a really nice place too. It was like a, it was like a kind of like a bed and breakfast, you know, like a really nice, right across from the beach and it's beautiful. Yeah. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. He's written a few books. I've read a couple of them and they're really good. He's kind of like a good underground author that I don't think too many people mention, but. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But I'm going to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. Okay. Thanks, Walter. See ya. See ya. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.